Hallelujah. Well, I want to preach to you tonight what I feel definitely the Lord has laid upon my heart. And I trust that you have a receptive spirit. Now, if you think I think that I've learned how to do what I'm about to attempt to do, you're really confused and you're absolutely wrong. Amen. I uh, uh, depend on the Lord and I've got to have his help. Amen. And so just if you think you can just sit on those pews and, and just let him talk and do his thing and then it'll be over in a little bit, well, please repent of that thought. Amen. I don't know how to preach. I'm not trying to learn how, but I am trying to learn how to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. And I appreciate you people so much helping me tonight and not just sitting on the pew. Amen. Not just sitting on the pew and think, well, he's got his little sermon put together, so let him, let him give his little sermon. But I believe there is a word from the Lord. Everybody say a word from the Lord. Amen. That is what makes the difference. If truly God has spoken to my heart and given me a word for you, think about it, a word from you, then that makes it important, doesn't it? Praise God. My words are not worth a nickel, but his words are for eternity. So I I ask you tonight to uh, help me obey the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, obey the Holy Ghost. Amen. Would you pray with me before you're seated again and ask the Lord. Reach your hand toward this pulpit. I'd just like to see all of you reach in this direction. Helping me together, God, in Jesus' name, I believe you and ask you in faith, Lord, that we would be able to speak your word and say exactly what you would have us to say. And we would say it for your glory, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for your help. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name, everybody say in Jesus' name. I want to preach to you why the thorns and the thistles. Why did God use these things? Why did God use the thorns and the thistles? And oh God, help us that it would quickly fulfill its purpose in our life. Well, this message begins tonight in the book of Genesis, and it's where God spoke to Adam and said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, for you listened to her instead of me, and hast eaten of the tree of which I have commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. He said, This is going to be the curse. Thorns, everybody say thorns. Thorns also and thistles, everybody say thistles. Shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. He said, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, and out of it was thou taken, for dust art thou, and unto dust shalt thou return. Uh, God said, I'm going to give you pain. I'm going to give you pain. You're in my garden. Uh, You disobeyed what I told you to do. You went the other way. So now I've got another plan. And the plan is there's going to be thorns and thistles for you to deal with. And in the sweat of thy face, you're going to eat your bread. And then all these things is going to be up on you. So, uh, God spoke to man 
Uh, in the very beginning, when man failed, when man sinned, when man walked away from God. Again, Jesus spoke these words. He said, the stone which the builders rejected. Of course, we know who that stone was. It was Jesus Christ. Everybody say Jesus Christ. He said, the same has become the head of the corner. And he said, whosoever shall fall upon that stone, talking about falling upon Jesus Christ, shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, he said, it will grind him to powder. You know, it's amazing that he didn't say that you're going to fall into green pastures and it's going to be an easy life. But he said, no, I am going to give you pain. It's going to be thorns and thistles, and you're going to have to fall upon the stone, and you're going to have to be broken. And then, of course, he said, those that do not fall upon the stone, then I'm going to fall upon them, and I'm going to grind them to powder. Going to grind them. It's amazing, isn't it? It's it's amazing that it had to be like this. And the... It was no accident. It was no afterthought of God, but it was in the mind of the Almighty. God knew what he was doing. It was not an accident that he decided this plan and started this this route. He knew how to reach man, and he knew how to deal with man. And this was God's plan in dealing with man is that there's going to be pain When you think of thorns, you automatically think, of course, of pain, thistles, and the sweat of your face. And then to be, to have the stone, to have to fall upon a stone, have to fall upon a stone. If you wonder why people don't want to come to the altar and people don't want to repent, it's because they don't like to be broken. They don't want to experience the pain that God has in mind upon them. So they do everything in their power to reject the altar and reject the cross because of the pain that is associated with breaking of what? Everybody say their will. Everybody say their will. Amen. The breaking of their will and they have to fall upon the stone. I hope you understand what I see in this tonight, what I feel God has burdened my heart about. It was not an unkind God. It was not a God that had uh, just said, I want to subject man to pain. Uh, that, That was not the case at all. Because you see the first plan, and let me tell you, as you walk with God, God will have different plans for you. If love don't get you, he'll have another plan to catch you. And if that one don't catch you, then he'll have another one. And there's so many people that just ignore every stop sign and every red light and every flashing light. They just, boom, they just run right on through everything that would, was put there to bless them and to help them and to stop them. God's first plan of, was this. You're going to be in the garden. It's not even going to rain on you. Yet uh, there was a job. There was something for him to do, and that was to be... Uh, a garden keeper and take care 
of the garden. Name all the animals. Everything will be under subjection to you. The earth will work against you. Come on tonight. I want to tell you something. Don't get mad at God when things go contrary in your life. And in, uh, that, that's just the general curse that is up on this earth. Some people get self-pity and they feel like, man, everything works against me. And, and you look over at that other brother. Everything he touches just turns to gold. It always goes his way. That is not true. Don't believe that lie for one second. It, it, it's pain, it's thorns and thistles for every human on this earth. Are you with me tonight? Amen. So, you know, climb out of that hole of self-pity and realize that there has been a general curse that's been put on this earth. It wasn't necessarily against you or, or, or the one next to you. It was just placed on everybody when man sinned. Again, God's first plan was, it's going to be good. I'm not going to uh, put these things on him. He will not go through pains. There will not be thorns and thistles. Everything that he plants and however he teals and when he works with the ground, the ground will work with him. It will not yield thorns and thistles. It will yield good fruit and and the blessings will be upon it and my hand will be upon him and he will be like in this course the bible talks about it as a paradise of god and in that surrounding and in that environment man could not keep his direction and he could not do what was right and so he sinned against god and god said well okay now the only thing to fix this and relieve this problem is that i'm going to have to subject him to pain he's going to have to feel the thorn the stick of the thorn and the and the pain in him to help get his attention to direct him back to me and to stay with me and to walk with me uh the pain should the purpose of it, it, it was put here, was of course to change us. Pain is to change us. Pain is to make us a new creature. Pain is to get us to stop and listen. Do you ever listen to life? Do you ever stop at life? Do you ever wonder about it? Amen. Do you, uh, God help us not to be like the little toy uh, car or truck and you, you turn the battery on and it runs and hits a wall and backs up a couple inches, turns, goes the other direction, hits another wall, backs up a couple inches and never gets it figured out through this maze of what's happening and what's going on. Does anything in life connect? Is there any connection to anything that I do? Is there a consequences to it? Could I change it? Could I do it different? Would it make any difference? And I'm happy to tell you tonight that uh, I, I, we serve a wonderful God and a good God. And I believe what the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for is to take us back to paradise and let us enjoy the blessings of God and his goodness and enjoy even the world that we're living in. Does it relieve all the curse? Why, no. The curse was put there. It's there. But there's a God that has made a remedy and made a way to help us. Does life talk to us? It should talk to us. It should speak to us. Solomon in Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter and the second verse. He's, and I read this, I think, not long ago, but let me, let me give it to you again. He said, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For it is the end of all men, or it's death. And he said, the living will lay it to heart, to his heart. You can't go to a funeral and it not 
affect you if you if you are thinking right and not under the influence of something that would uh, would would mess up your thinking. That's the reason that. Uh, People don't want to go to funerals, and uh, funerals are, are not very well attended because people, go, let's go to the house of feasting, but let's don't go to the house of mourning. But listen to what Solomon said. He said, sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness or by pain of the countenance, he said, the heart is automatically made better. That's what God saw. God saw whenever there was pain inflicted in us that the heart got better or it should get better. I'm giving you the reason for the thorns and the thistles. Amen. And this is what Solomon gave to us, that in sadness of countenance, he said, then the heart is better. He said, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth, or they're always playing, and it's always a joke. He he said, it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise, it's better to go to church, hear a message on Wednesday night, than for a man to sit in front of a television and just be entertained by the songs of the fools. Well, not all that was in the scripture, but I added it kind of in there. It fits real good. And that's where the world's at tonight. They're sitting in front of Hollywood being entertained by million-dollar productions, and they don't want anybody to tell them, hey, the Lord is coming. Wake up. There's trouble in the earth. Hallelujah. Help us tonight. So God has put in our lives, in every one of us, he's allowed us to feel the thorns of life. Amen. And have, have these thorns in us. Uh, God sent a thorn to the great apostle. Think about this. Apostle Paul, he put a thorn in his life. He said, this thorn is put in you, the apostle, apostle Paul, that you would not get too exalted. Because of the great revelations that you have seen and how I have worked with you and how I've used you, the apostle, then I have added to your life a thorn. You didn't fall on green pastures. It wasn't going to be a bed of roses, apostle Paul, but I was going to put this thorn in your path. You know, it's important for us to see these things and it's important for us to accept these things and not forever just be rejecting something that is in our life and not understanding it and allowing things to just confuse us. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have the revelation of why we're going through what we're going through and what we're dealing with that we would be able to see it and we would be able to understand it and we'd be able to grow from it and we would become a better person because of what we were going through and what we were dealing with. Sure, there, Surely there's got to be rhyme and reason to some things. Surely there's got to be some kind of answer. Standing here tonight trying to tell you I've got all the answers. Oh no, brother, struggling, seeking. But I have a few times through life God has opened some windows of revelation and he's allowed me to see some things and understand some things in my life. Amen. And understand some things in my nature and why I was dealing with what I was dealing with. And I know one of the great sins of our time and is being a human that all of us have to deal with. It's the sin of pride. 
And this was the sin that the apostle Paul was having to deal with. Is that spirit, well, I'm a little exalted here. I'm a little lifted up. And he said, the apostle Paul, because of it and because I want to save you and because of the grace of God, I'm going to put this little thorn in your flesh. And he said, I prayed and I asked God to relieve me of this. And God said, no, I'm not going to relieve you, but I'm going to sure give you grace. I'm going to give you strength to care of the thorn and to keep going forward, Apostle Paul. Hey, man, don't get down and out. Don't get discouraged. Hey, man, no wonder that's why he said for us to not despise the chastisement of the Lord. He said don't faint when you're chastened of the Lord. Don't fall out and say, well, I'm just not going to go back to church if this is the way it is. And if you've got to go through this, and if you've got to deal with this, then I don't think there's any reason for me to go into church. No, you just need to back up and pray and seek God and say, Lord, show me where the thorn, why the thorn, why the thistle, why am I dealing with what I'm dealing, God? My heart is open. My spirit is open. I want to be the person you would have me to be. I want to live like you would have me to live. I want to walk like you would have me to walk, God. I want to do the will of God. Amen. Wherever it is, whatever it is, open my heart. Reveal it to me, God. I want to be what you would have me to be. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord together. Oh, bless his wonderful name. Bless the name of the Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Don't you agree with me tonight? We're, even though you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, of course, we're all human and we all have these tendencies in us. Our nature, our very nature, our very nature is to be lazy, to be irresponsible, is to be slowful, is to be sinful. It's to look at the wrong thing. It's to go in the wrong direction. It's to have the wrong thoughts. It's to say the wrong thing. It's to not be able to control our temper. It's to have bear all the, the fruits of the flesh and none of the fruits of the spirit. Is that not our just human nature? That don't mean you're a horrible, bad person. That's just the way it is. Somebody said they're just different than I am. No, not really. We all deal with all these spirits of being irresponsible, just being slowful, being lazy, and certainly the spirit of just being sinful. Is that not human? Is that not what every one of us tonight are, we have to deal with? Isn't it always easier to go down than it is to go up? Isn't it always easy to cave in to sin and temptations, young men, than it is to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do what's right. Isn't it always easy? Isn't that the human nature? That's the reason you need to go to a church that's trying to pull you up. It's not just trying to give you a good feeling, but they're trying to lift you up to God. Anybody could pat you on the back. Anybody could take away the challenge of trying to live right in a wicked and a perverse world and tell you everything's all right. Anybody could do that. Anybody could get sin in your heart. It takes a God-called preacher to get sin out of your heart. Come on. 
anybody, any human, anybody can commit adultery. Anybody can do the things of the world. Anybody can have a lustful spirit, but it takes the Holy Ghost to get a lustful spirit out of you. It takes the Holy Ghost to get a worldly spirit out of you. We're by nature worldly. We're by nature sinful. We're by nature we want all these things that are wrong. That is just our, our nature. And if you do the will of God, the flesh, you have to compel the flesh to do what's right. You have to, everybody say compel. You have to compel the flesh if you do what's right. It's a struggle and it's a war that's going on and you just have to, you have to press the flesh to do the right things. You don't have to press the flesh to be lazy. It's automatically lazy. It's irresponsible. It's slowful. It's sinful. It's all these things. You don't have to make it do that. Just turn it loose and it will automatically do that. But if it does the right thing. I'm going to tell you, you have to compel it. You have to get a hold of it. You have to get a hold of your spirit. You have to get a hold of your flesh and say, flesh, you're going to do what's right. You're going to have to do what's right. And I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to allow you to just do what you want to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Compel is, is a word in the Bible. Jesus used this word. He used the word when he talked about he made a great feast and then he invited people to come. He invited the real estate salesman. He invited the great big farmer to come. He invited the man that had just gotten married and none of them were interested in coming. He then said to his servants, said, go out quickly in the street and find those that are poor and maimed and and halt, and the blind, and bring them in. And the Lord said unto the servants, after he said that, the Lord said, they came back and they said, it's done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant then, go into the highways and to the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. God wants a full house. God likes a full house on Wednesday night, doesn't he? God likes a full house at his table. He said, go out and get them and compel them. The, the uh, real estate man wouldn't come. The farmer would not come. The man that had just gotten married would not come. So he said, go out in the streets and find the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And then there's still room. He said, go back again and go into the highways and the hedges. And notice this word, even when you get to those people, you're going to have to compel them to come in. I mean, you'd think it would just be a trip. You'd think it'd just be a good, good thing on Wednesday night to come to such a beautiful atmosphere and a great spirit and a great building, great church. But I want to tell you what, it's not enough. Amen. All those things are good and thank God for the comfort of all those things, but it's not enough to get you to church. You've already seen this building. You've already seen the good blessings of God. You've already seen, been here. You've heard the singing. Hallelujah. You've been to the house of God. 
and, and you, you just have to keep taking a hold of yourself and compelling this flesh. Compelling this flesh. It's the right thing for you to do to go to church. It's the right. If you do the right thing, it will be because you compelled your flesh into doing the right thing. There's not a human here tonight. There's not a person in this building that if they would have listened to their flesh, you would have sat out at home. Gasoline is high. I'm tired and wore out. The babies are fussing. Oh, on and on the list goes. I've had a tough day. On and on the excuses come. And, and every person that came here tonight, you rose above the excuses of why not to come to church on Wednesday night and said, you know what? There'll be bread in the house and I need bread. I need to be preached to and I need to feel the anointing and I need to get myself up, my lazy, slowful, irresponsible flesh. I need to get it up. Well, hallelujah, you mind me illustrating again to you? You get it by the nap of the neck and you say, flesh, whether you like it or not, you're going to go to the house of God. And when you get there on Wednesday night, they're singing that song. What is it? Clap. I want to clap my hands. Amen. I feel like I feel like praising him. I feel like clapping my hands. I feel like jumping for joy. Hallelujah. 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 And your flesh is sitting there saying, I don't feel like praising him. Now, don't, don't lie. Everybody get good and honest. I don't feel like praising him. I feel like sitting on this pew. And it's Wednesday night, and it's supposed to be quiet, and you're never supposed to have church on Wednesday night. Most people don't even go to church on Wednesday night. What are we doing here anyway? Yes, Lord! Come on, church. Everybody needs to respond to the Holy Ghost. Everybody needs to respond to the Spirit of God that's moving on you right now. There's healing in response to the Holy Ghost. There's help in response to the Holy Ghost. You know what? I'd like to see my sisters move sometime. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Get my brother moving. Come on down here, Brother Rubel. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, your flesh will carry you to hell. Your flesh will carry you in the wrong direction. Where you at, Juanita? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He loved us. Oh, yes. 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 Oh,
Join up with somebody and let's pray together right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Uh, yes, God. Oh, yes, God. And the boat, the boat, the boat, the boat, Oh, yes, God. I feel like telling us tonight, telling everybody tonight, don't wait for a thorn to get you moving. Don't wait for a thorn to get you moving. You just know he loves praise and you know you're at church and you know he's worthy of your praise. You know he's worthy of your praise. And I'm not going to wait for another thorn in my flesh to get me moving. Amen. I'm not going to wait for another thorn in my flesh to get me praising God. Amen. I'm going to praise him. Yeah. That's the real challenge is to praise God without the thorn. tell you something. The Holy Ghost is working. Amen. And we ain't got nothing cut and dry around here. And I hadn't got to go through 15 more points before I'm on. I'll let the Holy Ghost have its way. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost have its way right now. Amen. The Holy Ghost is always welcome to interrupt me. And it's interrupt me. And I recognize it. But I want to tell you something. If you wondered, I, I, amen, I, no, no glory, no vain glory to me, but I want to tell you something. I've always been a tracker and I've always tracked things in my life. I've always been a tracker because see, I believe this with all of my heart and I believe this message is true and I believe this Holy Ghost is right and I believe there are connecting points and I believe with all of my heart, I've experienced those in my life. And if you're wondering why I pray like I pray, let me tell you something. It's because I've got a thorn. And, and God knows just how. I, my experience in life has been this. 
is when I let my Holy Ghost all drop down to a level. There's always something that comes and just whoo, me to my knees. That's, that's been, and I've watched it. And finally one day I woke up and I said, hey, now why am I going through, why, why is this? And I discovered the reason that I was having to deal with it. And I said, you know what? And I've watched it over and over. You know, because, see, it's not in me to pray. And I've got to reach a level in prayer or I know trouble's on its way in my life. Now, you may not be like that. You may can't relate to a thing I'm saying, but I have a feeling somebody can relate to what I'm saying. And it always blindsides me. So I just made up my mind one day. I said, you know what? By the help and grace of God, I'm not going to get up off my knees and I'm not going to quit praying. And I'm not going to say a prayer. I'm not going to run through prayer, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray until I pray through, until I touch God. Amen. So I'm living like I'm living tonight because the good God of heaven put a thorn in my flesh and pierced me. And that's the reason I don't fool with the ball games. I don't fool with them. I don't do them. I don't preach this because I want to lay a burden on you people. I've had experiences with God. I've went through these things. And I'm telling you, I kept connecting these points in my life. And every time I would fool with certain things, brother, it would be like literal hell on this earth had broke out in my life. And I said, I, and then one day I had a revelation and I saw that they were really idolatry. And it was little gods of this world that people were worshiping and God hated them. And then to have an Israelite come right behind the world and worship the Philistines gods was making him mad and fire at me. So I said, well, boy, I ain't going to fool with that. Well, hallelujah. And you know what I've discovered? The closer I get to him, the better the life is. And the greater the victory is. And the greater the blessings are. And the greater the anointing is in my life. See, let me tell you, the world looks at us and they, they drive by in front of this church and they say, what in the world are all those cars doing there? What are, what are they doing there? Well, I want to tell you, we found a life here is what happened to us. We found a life in Jesus Christ. Amen. We found the direction and we found help, Brother Copeland, in the Lord. That's what we're doing here on Wednesday night. Amen. And God has been so good and the blessings have been so rich. But it wasn't like this. And I wonder where would this church be tonight if I was still, the pastor was still fooling with the carnality of this world. Where would this church be well, I can tell you where it was at when I was doing it. There wasn't very many. It was cold and indifferent. There wasn't very many people praying. There sure wasn't no prayer meeting going on. Now you'll be hard-pressed to come up here and find uh, the building empty that there's not anybody praying. Amen. 
Every week people are getting baptized in Jesus' name. Every week people are getting the Holy Ghost. Now you tell me if I'm right or am I wrong. Have I discovered something or have I not discovered something? Am I on to something or am I not on to something? And I'm here to preach to this church and tell you, church, amen, he's put a thorn in our flesh. And, and when you feel that gouging and that, that cutting, don't ignore it. But just say, God, show me. Is there somewhere I can make a consecration? Is there somewhere I can make a change in my walk, in my attitude, in my spirit? And God's anointing will be rich in my life. Oh, what a good God we serve. Amen. New converts. Brother John, that's the way it works. Try it if you want to by the process of elimination. You go out and do it and come back and see how much Holy Ghost you'll feel. Go out and fool with the world and come back and see how much anointing will be on your soul. See if there won't be something like right standing in your face and you can't see nothing but what, what you've done. See if it won't. Or you can just listen to the pastor and say, "Woo, he's telling me, hey amen, I don't have to have all the experiences. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've been free by the Holy Ghost. The world says we're in bondage. But let me tell you, they're in bondage. We have been liberated. We have been set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Why would we want to go back into the bondage of the world and partake of the world when God has set us free? Amen. Thank God, Brother Larry. Amen. Holy Ghost is for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This brother's praying for the Holy Ghost. He's one that just got baptized. Praise God. Brother Jimmy, y'all come on down here and Hallelujah. Sister Tina, come on down this way. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 You know where God's carrying us back? Hey, he's carrying us back to the Garden of Eden. He's carrying us back where it's pleasant. He's carrying us back to where there's green pastures. And he would let us lie down by the still waters. And we'd enjoy this life and living for God and this Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You believe me? You believe me? Brother Holmes, where are you carrying this church? I'm carrying you to green pastures and beside still waters and enjoy the good blessings of life and enjoy your good home, your wife, your family. Amen. That's where we're headed. And we're headed away from Egypt. Amen. And didn't we have a time here Monday night? Amen. You know what? They set out chairs and tables for 300, but it wasn't enough. Amen. They had to pull out more chairs and tables. There was about 350 men here Monday night. Amen. At men's meeting. Take that, devil. Brother Holmes, you're putting a load on us. That's a lie. I'm taking a load off of you. I'm going to tell you something. If I kept sticking my finger in a lot and a light socket and kept getting shocked, I'd quit doing it. 
And that's the way I, I feel about this world, brother. If, if, if things keep going upside down and all... It, it, understand where I started. Life is trouble to start with. Man is born to woman's few days and full of trouble. But I'm going to tell you what. There are still blessings and victories. And you have this deep settled peace. And you know, hey, buddy, I got a problem. But I got a God that's walking along by my side. And I feel that deep... Inner, everybody say inner, inner peace as I walk with God. And that's what the world does not have. And that's what people do not have. They do not live for God in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, if that not doesn't make you want to consecrate your life, lay it on the altar, die out to the world. See, what you thought was death is really life. Amen. Thank God, Brother Harper. Amen for this Holy Ghost in good way. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We all just come on down to this front. We're going to pray together. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just keep walking right on down here with me. Everybody back clean the pews. And amen. Just come right down here and we're going to have prayer here together. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, we want to walk with you. Hallelujah. Can you connect anything tonight? Is anything connected in your mind? Hey, I read that, and I feel condemned. I did that. I felt troubled. Is that not a big enough red flag? Are you going to run right through the stop sign? Are you going to run right through the red light? Are you going to let another trial come in your life? Or is that good enough that we purge ourselves? This is the challenge, saints of God, is that we would purge ourselves. That we would cleanse ourselves. Other, We wouldn't... We wouldn't have to go through these trials, but we would just see them for what they are. And we'd say, here I am, Lord. I lay my all upon the altar. I surrender to you, God, to be everything that you want me to be. Hallelujah. You've been so good to me, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Join with someone. We're going to pray here together. Oh, righteous God. Oh, yes, God. Oh, oh, why would you suffer anymore? Why would you suffer anymore? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yalamashaka. Yalamashaka talama. Oh, speak to us, God. Oh, yes, God, show yourself. Oh, reveal yourself, God. Oh, reveal yourself, God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's wait on the Holy Ghost just a minute together. 
Oh, yes, God, yes, God. Oh, yes, God, yes, God. Oh, come on, let's wait on the Holy Ghost Church. Oh, let God deal with our spirit. Come on. Don't have a heart of brass. Don't have a stony heart. Follow that rock and I be broken. Say, God, I put it on the altar. It's worthy to be. Amen. I put it on the altar. Make me in your image. Come on, talk to him right now. Make me more. Let me be a the vessel of Jesus in the name of Jesus. One that's worthy to Jesus. Make me in your image. Make me more like you. Make me in your image. Wash me white as snow. Purify this heart of Speak to our hearts, worthy to be. Make me in your image. Make me more. Let's wait on him together. Oh, God. I wonder if everybody right now can just pray out to God and say, Yes, Lord. I surrender, Lord. I lay it on the altar to God. You don't have to get my attention. I'm not going to let my prayer life drop down. I'm not going to be complacent about prayer. I'm not going to go through the motion of church. Oh, no, I'm going to live the life. Come on, tell him everyone together right now. Oh, God, I'm determined to be more fervent, Lord. I'm determined to walk with you, God. I want to walk with you, God. Yes, amazing most every one of us we come to God through a thorn in our flesh everybody 
Amen. Still remember what my brother told a backslider, very hard, a very cold man, very hard. Called him and invited him to church. And he said, I want to tell you, I'm not interested in going to church. Bold and brassy. And he told him, he said, I want to tell you something. I wasn't interested in going to church either until they told me I had cancer. And that got my attention. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You may say, Brother Holmes, I just can't pray and I can't cry. There's things can happen in your life before the sun comes up at the morning. If you was in New Orleans tonight, you could cry and pray. Many years ago, my mother was in a revival in New Orleans out on Jackson Avenue, not too far from the Superdome, not too far from the French Quarters, just across, across the freeway, in fact, from it. The Holy Ghost was on her, and she prophesied to him one night. She said, God's going to destroy this place. He's going to destroy this city. Probably not a more wicked city in our world than New Orleans. Known for their ungodliness and sin. Amen. God's got a way of getting the attention. Amen. We're just a little speck in time and people forget. And they don't understand that God's got it all under control. Amen. And we go along because we did wrong and we say nothing didn't happen. He ain't. There's nothing to it. You just wait. It's not over. It's not over. Your life is not over. My life is not over. Why am I living like I'm living tonight? One thing, I don't want the thorns. I don't want the thistles. And I don't want to go to hell. That's the reason I'm living like I'm living tonight. And I've tried the other way. I've tried straddling the fence. And brother, you're talking about a miserable life. It's to try to live two worlds and hold on to a little bit of of Hollywood in the world and try to hold on to God at the same time. Amen. That is a very miserable place to be. Amen. I appreciate you people responding tonight and walking down here and saying, oh no, we're going to make the consecration. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost has just come by. Now, God gave me this message. I know he did. Amen. And God's come by here tonight to stop this church and a flag to go up and say, hey, you come on church on Wednesday night. Don't you listen to your flesh and say, well, I'll just sit on the pew. Sunday morning, I got preacher's religion. Brother Holmes is not even going to be there. I don't think I'll go either. No, you get your flesh and you press your flesh. Because you need the blessings of God. And you ain't doing it for Brother Holmes to start with. You're doing it because you need the blessings of God. You didn't come here tonight to hear me. You come here because you need the blessings of God in your life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's pray together in closing. God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We want to walk with you. We want to do your will. We want to be what you want us to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your mercy and goodness to us, your help upon us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I wonder why we're praying and you're talking to God. 
Amen. And all the eyes are closed in this building. By the help of the Lord, between now and Sunday, you, you're going to make your way to the house of the Lord to have an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Come on, just raise your hand. Let me look. Don't you look. Let me see. By the help of the Lord. By the help of the Lord, I want to come by this house and get on my knees. Spend some time with the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 It feels good to be delivered, doesn't it? Don't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good to be delivered? Tell somebody it feels good to be set free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.